0: Uh, I wanted to talk uh, a bit about a, a very, very important topic that uh, frames, I think, a lot of the, the world's uh, uh, attitudes and certainly attitudes within the United States uh, about the religion, Islam, which is uh, about the treatment of women and the way uh, women are treated in many Islamic uh, uh, majority uh, countries. And, of course, returning with our, our friend and guest, uh, Abdullah um, you know, we do see a lot of uh, discrimination, (laughs) persecution uh, almost of women, the denial of education, uh, things like mercy killings, uh, really horrors, uh, the the shooting of the poor uh, uh, girl who wanted to to learn. Um, Malala. Absolutely. Um, uh, Is this uh, this treatment in some way uh, dictated by religion as some believe or do you think it's totally cultural? How, How do you
1: explain? Uh, this I, I think it's a lot more uh, complicated than religion versus culture uh, conversation uh, in those societies. But the whole whole discussion of Islam and women—I must have done more than a thousand presentations about Islam in various churches, synagogues, hospitals, universities. Always, the issue of women uh, is in top three questions. Unfortunately, it's been repeated enough number of times that um, somehow there is something innate, inherent. Uh, part of Islamic theology or Muslim societies that discriminates women, oppresses women, uh, treats them as second-class citizens I categorically reject that I mean I, I invite all the all of your students and people who watch this video not to take this uh, propaganda as a whole it's a lot more complicated than that that question of uh, thinking Islam is somewhat a bad religion when it comes to women also lacks in humility and openness. Also, it's very problematic, especially if you ask it in such a way that as if the issues of women in this country has been completely resolved. It's all these bad Muslims, patriarchal Muslim societies are basically uh, mistreating the woman. As if we have uh, be- beaten up the patriarchy in well, our Muslims own society. Muslims have
0: no monopoly on this. <laughs> we, had the, uh, we had the example in Israel of... Uh, uh, women who were getting on uh, buses and sitting yeah. in the front being spit on by uh, some of the Haredi uh, orthodox. So right. it's certainly there's no Absolute. Uh, monopoly. Even
1: in this society, one in, according to 2010, uh, one in four women in the United States are subject to domestic violence. And if you look at the teenage pregnancy, if you look at the, the unequal job opportunities between men and women, by far, patriarchy uh, or the male domination is a is a big human problem it's a problem of all humanity and those examples that you have just mentioned in those muslim societies these are the one of the worst manifestations of that evil patriarchy and male domination uh, but we have our own share in this part of the world struggling to achieve uphold the status of woman and establish the absolute equality between men and women coming back to the issue of islam what does the quran have to say yeah because? what uh, the islam by all means by all means, uh, Muhammad uh, was not a 21st century feminist. By all means, Islam was not the most feminist uh, in its own uh, early years, in the early 7th century. But if you look, forget about the present day picture or the history, but if you look to 23 years uh, career, the prophetic career of the Prophet Muhammad, what he was able to do in in his lifetime for the woman of his community, for his wives, for his daughters, and the women at, at large. It was unthinkable. It was unbelievably revolutionary. He grew up, he established this religion in a society, it was one of the worst uh, in terms of the treatment of women. Uh, just to give you an example, having your first child born as a girl, both of us have first child girls, if we were to be Muslim Arabs, I'm sorry, if we were to be Arabs in the pre-Islamic world in the 7th century, Having uh, your firstborn child as a girl was so shameful. It was so embarrassing that you lose your honor and dignity in the society. In order to claim your honor, you and I had to raise our first daughters until the age of three and had to bury her alive. I cannot imagine like, how this must be the worst possible place where humanity can fall. It must be the deepest corner of the evil that you can fall, killing your own daughter to claim your honor. Until you have a boy, you keep repeating this. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in your case, you, you have <laughs> to continue. In my case, my second born was a, a boy, so the girls born after him was fine. So when a father dies, the men of the family used to inherit the woman and are able to sell them as a commodity. There was no mention, it was inconceivable in the society before Islam for women to initiate divorce, own a business, uh, initiate a marriage, uh, have right for a property, and etc. Muhammad changed all of this. He brought the concept that they they have a value, they have honor and dignity, they have equal access. They are women more than men in Islam. In the sight of Allah, in the sight of God, they are all equal because all the religious obligations are equal to. And when he was introducing these revolutions. One of the biggest criticism that he was facing was because of this, that he was giving rights to the slaves, he was giving rights to the uh, women. But when he was able to achieve a lot of success in giving rights and uh, elevating the status of women in his society, a woman came to Prophet Muhammad and said, uh, is this for real? Is this for real? Like, Is this religion really will treat us as human beings? Will this continue after you? And then there's a very famous word, Uh, Because some of the verses in the Quran, it's always mentioning and uh, talking to men. There is no mention of women. So she was complaining that if it is not in the Quran, if it is not in your tradition, this may not continue, the kind of better attitude that you are presenting to women. And there's a famous verse that revealed, basically, the Quran repeats, believing men and believing women. The charitable men and charitable women, just men and just women, specifying the gender issue. Um, like in, in, many, in many ways, in, during his lifetime, not only the projection that he presented through his treatment of his own children, his own wives, his own community, ma- women members of the community, the projection was in 23 years maybe he didn't bring the community to be uh, absolutely egalitarian. But what he tried to do, what we Muslims understood after him, he did everything he could in his, in his power to basically humanize women in a society where women was completely dehumanized. I would argue Islam as a theology and religion as we talked in our previous sessions that were for Islam the Quran is one of the most woman friendly and progressive religion that you could ever imagine but the question is whether Muslims throughout the history were they able to uphold these Quranic and prophetic ideals in the treatment of women or were there times and periods in Islamic history like many of the examples that you have mentioned where Muslims were basically fell short or the patriarchy, the male domination which is innate, inherent human problem defeated and knocked down the the progressive woman-friendly theology of Islam. That's the whole conversation. Uh, The religion, Muhammad taught all his daughters and wives how to read and write. Muslim history produced many, many Muslim female scholars. The very first verse of Quran is read and recite. The woman education was something that Muslims took very, very seriously from early on. So to see Malala's situation to be to be shot at just because she wants education or to see Muslim societies like Pakistan, Afghanistan, where the literacy rate among women is less than 5%, 4%. This is, this is just abhorrent. This is despicable. So
0: uh, how is it that when we have these clerical establishments that read the, 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 the verses with such strict adherence mm-hmm. uh, uh, can just totally cast away uh, this tradition that uh, you say is, is uh, have told us is, is really deeply ingrained mm. in the text.
1: This is basically your earlier point, mixing culture with religion and taking religion, uh, taking cultural practices, the tribal practices, the primitive, pre-modern uh, cultural practices and basically believing that it's, it's a religion. Just to give you an example, I was in Afghanistan three years ago. Uh, no mosque in Afghanistan, women are not allowed to enter the mosque premise, let alone praying there, let alone holding religious leadership there. It's, it's unbelievable. And then when I challenge these people, what part of Quran you justify this? What example of the Prophet Muhammad? Half of his community was women the more than half of the hadith literature the sayings of the prophet muhammad are narrated by the woman that means woman had equal access the prophet's mosque prophet himself were able to have conversations with him so that we had these sayings of the prophet muhammad how do you base this all the answers that they were able to give me i just challenged them justify me religiously there is no way they can justify it so they end up saying this is our culture this is our tradition this is our, the way in which we, we manage our uh, gender roles and relations. One more painful example, if I'm not taking too much time. When I was in Saudi Arabia, in Saudi Arabia, women are not allowed to drive. So my Saudi cab driver, after establishing some uh, trust between us, I said, look, how do you even justify this? In the very same land, the prophets, wives, and daughters, they had their own camels. They rode their own camels. You know the camels in that time is equal to BMWs of this time. <laughs> it's Lexus and the uh, Benzes mm-hmm. of this time. How do you justify for not allowing woman to drive? What aspect of religion do you even base it? They don't even bother. So this cab driver was so honest. He said, "Do you think we don't allow women to drive because of religious reasons, for Islamic reasons?" I said, "What else?" Oh, he said, you're an idiot. You don't understand this culture." Uh, this, his answer will show you how patriarchal how troubling the patriarchal society, uh, uh, the Saudi society is, in many ways. He said, uh, we don't allow women to, to drive because the traffic is already horrible. <laughs> <laughs> the traffic is already, already horrible. Yeah. Um, I, can, I have no, no, nothing else to say. It's their culture. It's their unfortunate uh, practices of patriarchy and male domination. But despite all these problems, even in the Saudi society, even in Pakistan, To believe that half of the society is nothing but submissive, obedient, voiceless, miserable, oppressed people, that's absolutely not the case. Many of those societies, like Pakistan, they elected, democratically elected, female woman prime minister more than once. And the women are part and parcel of economic life, social life, even religious life. That across-the-board generalization, based on these bad examples, is absolutely not true.
0: Well let's just talk about one example and I've discussed this with you the time I attended uh, uh, services, Mm -hmm. uh, Friday prayers uh, uh, and the uh, discussion uh, which was delivered by a student was the question of whether women should be allowed to uh, give a sermon uh, uh, from the you know, the, the head of the, the pulpit, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which currently is not allowed, and uh, the, uh, I believe if they want to write one, they can have mm-hmm. somebody else uh, deliver it. So even in a highly progressive here in the heart of the, the West, mm-hmm. uh, led a, 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 a community led by you, uh, we see a, a pretty stark inequality
1: how, how, an, I, and, and tension. That's uh, the traditional. This was never an issue. Uh, if you look technically, there is no reason why women cannot deliver the sermon. Why women cannot, they, they in, my, in my community, the woman writes the khutbah, and a male member, uh, one of the uh, male students, uh, delivers uh, their khutbah. Uh, again, the, this is not a question of uh, theology or the, the canon. There is really nothing. If they are knowledgeable enough to write a khutbah, they should be able to deliver it by themselves. That is, but it's the question of tradition. It's the question, this is not what we've been used to. And it's very difficult to change old habits. But I believe in the United States, I personally, I am not there. These, uh, we are still debating, discussing and digesting. I think in a couple of years there will be mosques where women will be delivering uh, sermons or even holding religious leadership. There are already examples of it. I think as the Muslim community debate and digest these issues, there will be a spectrum of responses from absolutely no to from absolutely yes. Very similar to the Jewish uh, experience, the Jewish woman struggles in the Jewish tradition. To conclude this, okay. and if anybody thinks that Muslim women are oppressed, miserable uh, souls because of their religion, I invite all of them to have a fifteen-minute conversation with a Muslim woman in their area, especially with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> they will see that that's absolutely not the case.
0: Thank you very much.
1: Welcome.